I'm good. So sorry that I'm late. My phone. No, I have no. My phone was on airplane mode to charge, and it's still not charged. I was trying to make sure that it was charged for this, but we are here. Oh, okay. I might have to hold it. That's fine. But yeah, how are you, Dorinda? I'm good. I'm good. Today has been pretty decent day. Mm -hmm. Um. The week is almost over, but I guess it's never over. How are you? I'm good. Getting my life together. I we feel it. <laughs> I feel but, it. But yeah. Um. So thank you again for joining on this live because um yeah we'll get into it all. But um when I usually pitch, well I took a break. I just started the Era this year, and I felt like. I felt like I started at the right time. Liquid Era, I came up with the name in college and I graduated 2017. So I've been holding on to it. But obviously, because um, I used to work at the label, a lot of things happened and I wasn't able to like work on myself. So mm -hmm. now I made Liquid Era just to, um, I think I made it at the right time where I learned some things from the label, learned things that I wanted to teach other people mm -hmm. and to pretty much not have to prevent them from having the same experience that I had while I was at the label and stepping into the entertainment industry. And it's so funny how the entertainment industry is now changing different things. A lot of people are like kind of chaotic. There's a lot of people starting their own platforms now just to be more authentic and real. So, um, yeah, but Liquid Era, I am in love with the 90s and 2000s era. So <laughs> Same. I always go back to it. Um, I feel like that's the era that everybody continuously pick from to be inspired mm -hmm. by their style, music, or whatever. So before we start, for our icebreaker questions, I always ask um, my guests throwback questions. Okay. So I'm going to ask you probably like three questions, and let's see if you get it right. Okay. Okay. So the first question is in the show Girlfriends, what was Maya's son's name? Oh, shit. <laughs> you know what's crazy is that I keep meaning to watch it now that it's on Netflix. Uh huh. I don't know what was his name. I feel like it was something with a J. It was. <laughs> was it like Javari or something? Yeah. It was. It was Javari. <laughs> See? That memory. Okay, cool. Because yeah, I'm like, It was Javari. Yeah. Tony would always mess it up. If right, she be calling him all the time, Jimbery, Jumanji. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Cool. The second question is, what was Drake's name in Degrassi? Oh, shit. Delaney. Uh uh. No. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? Oh, damn it! It's crazy because it's I used to Jason. watch Degrassi faithfully. Jalil. Uh -uh. I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> Justin, Jonathan, I could go all day. It was Jimmy. Oh right, Jimmy yes. wheelchair, Jimmy. Yep. Damn it. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I'm then the last question is: On an earlier episode of Sister Sister, when they're in high school, um, Tamara did a song for a talent showcase. And what was the R and B song that she sung? Uh, it was I'm going down, right, Mary J. Yes, <laughs> that's my part. <laughs> I love that. These are good she questions. She recently um, just redid it on her IG the other day. She did. I have to yeah. go see it. 
and i reposted it on um my ig story but yeah she would get it i was like girl you sound good yes she got the vocals on the low (laughs) (laughs) right so yeah that was the icebreaker so now we're gonna get into some things so let's do it um i really pride myself on liquid era because it represents me and i really love authenticity and just being realistic about um different things um and i always said and i always believed in when anything that i do whether it's a relationship a friendship or career job i always want to be myself and i can't be myself then you know in the right place right so i always it's kind of hard nowadays being on social media extra like more now because there's no interacting with other people. There's no networking, going to different events and that such such of nature so that I can, hey, can you come on my, you know, platform and do an interview? Because um, I see that, you know, I, I relate to you. I feel you. I feel your energy. I know I'm getting some authenticity vibes. But I think, I feel like, I think you have worked with Slip and Slide before, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they sponsored... Um... Uh, an event that we threw for South by Southwest. Love yes. Slip Inside Records over there. I actually like I have to put away my laundry, but I love my Slip Inside hoodie. I wear it often. I was cracking <laughs> early. I was like, I should wear it on the <laughs> during the interview. Yeah. So um, I think that was the first time that I followed you on my personal IG, mm-hmm. and I like to during my time at Slip and Slide. I used to always pretty much learn a lot on my own. So I would go on. Um, entertainment folks, IGs, look at their progress, their journeys, or I look at other moguls and look at their interviews and learn different things of what they did and what they didn't do. And so you used to always, well, you still do, but you drop gems. So I'm like, oh, she does marketing. Yeah. Like, and the ideas that you have for South by Southwest as well was really, really dope. And the event was dope as well. So I was like, yeah, I, 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 I like her. So, <laughs> so I, I followed your journey. And so for you to make um, Brown to Perfection Agency and those things, I felt like, I feel like a lot of, there's a lot of people who do a lot of the work in the background that don't get their flowers. And mm-hmm. I noticed them. And so I like to give people their flowers before I feel like they're going to blow up or before they <laughs> right, get it. it matters, you know. Oh, thank you. Anybody. That means a lot. Right. So for the first question that I'm going to ask you is pretty much how did you know the entertainment industry and this specific field is what you wanted to pursue? Um. Well, I've actually been um, singing in front of people since I was like three. Um, And I come from a relatively musical family. So, you know, music my entire life was a part of what I was doing. I was always the kid singing solos for the school shows or graduations. I went to performing arts high school um, and I was a vocal major. And so I was in a girl group in high school at one point. So, you know, music was always a thing in songwriting. Um, I would say when I was in high school, I was a part of an after-school program, shout out to Harlem Children's Zone, um, and we were in a music class. And the instructors were people who were in the music industry. So whether they were like A&Rs or vocalists, songwriters, tour managers, so those types of people who had been in the business. And while we were learning 
you know, how to craft songs. And while I was writing and recording music, they were also teaching us about the business and just what all the possibilities were. So then mm -hmm. fast forward, when I'm choosing what college I want to go to, I ended up going to five towns in Long Island. And I started off as a vocal major because I was still singing. However, mm -hmm. they had this thing where you could minor in music business and learn the business side of it. Um, and so I get there and like first semester and I'm like, look, I'm not paying these people to teach me how to do something I already know how to do. I already know how to sing. Like, and I really was falling in love with the business courses. So mm -hmm. I switched my entire major to business management with a concentration in music business. And it kind of was just all uphill from there. From there, I was like interning with brand management and marketing companies. Um, eventually, I ended up um, interning for Sony Music. Like anybody who would let me like shadow them, run around with them, help them, help them develop their artists, like I was down. Um, and so, yeah, so then I ended up interning at RCA Records and marketing and it just all clicked. It was between marketing and A&R and um, I just, the conversations that I was having with the HR people, it was like, let's try the marketing thing and, and see how it goes. That sounds more your speed. And so they were like, you would be really good in A&R, but I think you'd enjoy the marketing more, be more exciting. Um, and so I ended up interning at RCA and immediately they were like, oh, you're the idea girl. Like you're good at this. <laughs> and they started just giving me like real projects on the artists that were Ooh. actually signed there. Um, mm -hmm. And I just, I loved it. Like I genuinely, genuinely loved it. Um, and I think that's probably when I knew that entertainment for sure was for me. I probably knew in high school um, when I first realized that I was good at writing music, mm -hmm. um, but around there. So somewhere in between like high school and um, my first label internship, Hey Saga, my first label internship, um, I think that's when I knew that it was for me and it was like no looking back. Mm. Okay, I always felt like, cause I'm originally from Brooklyn, but I moved okay. to Florida and I always felt like New York is so much easier for people to bump into the music industry, entertainment, anything, or like just hustle harder to get into the doors because the buildings is right there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they, that's like, New York is the Mecca for me for entertainment music. Yeah. So, um, when I was in, I went to FAMU. So at FAMU, oh, nice. they had, I think, Universal had like a, an internship, but it was like yeah. One of my friends was a family, uh, one of my really good friends, and then we ended up like at Columbia together. Shout out to Anthony, but I mm -hmm. I believe he was probably in that program too. It was like a, it was like a, I forgot what it was, but um, a girl that I was doing radio with, she was a part of it, and that was literally the only music thing that I saw on campus. Mm -hmm. Everybody else was more so like news reporter or writing that right but um i knew that i wanted to be in the music industry when well first of all i was already on youtube and i was still on my mom's cds and everything <laughs> from like the 90s and everything like that singing songs writing and all that i was de definitely different and i don't know if you have a caribbean background or yeah i do i'm guyanese and jamaican okay i'm jamaican <laughs> hey so <laughs> obviously Caribbean people be they're very well parents and elders they are very just so like doctor lawyer yes all of that so, traditional careers 
Yes. Mm -hmm. So when you got into entertainment, was there any like backlash from your parents or not not really understanding what you're doing for still uh, supporting? I think yeah, I think half and half. Um mm -hmm. <laughs> there was partially the like, you know, me saying like what my degree is in, what I'm studying and be like, well, right. what are you gonna do with that? <laughs> right? Like well, right. okay. Um, they understood because my mom and I had three uncles because they're all artsy, like whether it's acting, singing, like my family is pretty musical. Like my grandfather back in his day, DJ, like my grandmother's like borderline opera singer. Like, so mm -hmm. they understood that part. But I think when it came to like working in it, they were just like, what are you talking about? Um, <laughs> and, um, even to this day, you know, there's some family members who get it to as far mm -hmm. as much as they're going to get it. Because I always tell people, right. like, you can't expect them to understand something that they're not in um, like, to a certain extent. Um, so there's some family members that get it. And then there's some that still, like, really have no idea what I'm doing. Like, I promise you there's family members that think that I do absolutely nothing all day. <laughs> like, and I'm like, right. how would it be possible for me to still be, like, moving, getting my hair, my nails done, traveling? Like, what do you think? Like, but you can't really, you know, blame them. And I always encourage people, like, if you do have family that's supportive or the ones who are supportive, like, really appreciate and cherish them. Um, and if you don't, keep it pushing because they may not understand what you're doing, but it'll be little things here and there on your journey that they could understand, right? right? So like you do something for Beyonce, they're like, oh, they don't know what you're doing, right. right? But they know like, oh, my, listen, my niece, she worked for Beyonce, right? <laughs> like right. they know, even though it's like, okay, maybe I work at the label that Beyonce is on and mm -hmm. she works for Parkwood, but it's like, right. Oh, that's, you know, it's something that they can connect it to. Um, I think it's really just society is changing. Mm -hmm. I think, in, you know, the job market and the career markets are becoming more broad. But I think it's just still when you're in entertainment, like I said, like cherish the people who support you and understand or support even when they don't understand what the hell you're doing. Um, and those that don't just keep it pushing, like try not to let it um, get to you too much because I mean, People who who follow all the rules seldom make history, right? So you yeah. know, gotta you just gotta keep it pushing. Everybody's not gonna get it uh, right away, um, mm -hmm. but it's not really even their job to get it. You should be focused on the people that you're serving, entertaining, etc. And that's just my take on it. When you got to came along Sony, and then you transitioned into RCA. Um, what made you want to transition into making or creating your own agency? So with the agency, um, I was at RCA and I learned so much there and I got to work on so many legendary artists that are still my favorite artists in the world. So I'll always say that like the things that I learned there are like invaluable. Like it's like incredible for me to be able to work there and work under the incredible women that I worked, you know, under and with. Um, but I'm a person who is very hands-on. I need to be in the field, kind of sitting at a desk all day. It's not really my speed. And it took me doing it for a minute to realize that. Mm -hmm. um, also, you know, to be completely transparent, I part of my role there was, you know, as far as, you know, marketing, you also have to process all the invoices of all the things that you're booking and doing for the artist. Yeah. And whenever we would do any sort of like hire any sort of outside creative marketing, 
I just started tallying up, and I'm like, some of these people is probably making more money they make than it me. Bank. And they make yeah. it bank. And I'm like, and they don't got to sit here every day. I was yes. like, no, right? So that was something that was at the back of my mind. And then when we kind of came to a mutual decision that it just wasn't working because, you know, the job role changed and it became even less creative and more administrative. And I'm like, that's like suffocating me or putting me in a panic room. So I'm like, mm -hmm. no. So, you know, moving on. I was getting ready to, I was actually up for like a third interview at another like really large music company. Um, and I was just going to dive right back in. But I don't know, I kind of was on the fence about it. And my mom was like, look, if you want to take a second and figure out, it's fine. She was like, you've been interning like your whole damn life. And <laughs> you have not one but two major label gigs under your belt already. Like, mm -hmm. you don't have no kids. You don't have a mortgage. Like, you can take a step back. And I was like, you know what? You're right. So I did, and I started thinking about it, and I'm super spiritual, so I'm praying. I'm like, look, God, like, if um, I'm supposed to go work at this next company, then cool. Make it happen. Mm -hmm. If I'm supposed to try this on my own, hey, don't make it happen. Right. Um, and it was really weird because at the last minute, like, I was supposed to interview with, um, like, two more people on the east coast and one person on the west coast i think it was and the person on the west coast accidentally like promised a job to somebody it was a whole thing the two people executives on the east coast were pissed it was this whole debacle and <laughs> as far as like apologizing they're like we're gonna try to fix and i was like no it's okay right. like what do you mean we have all your stuff on file i'm like no it's okay this is like my rainbow in the sky it's my sign and i just never looked back mm -hmm. um i kind of like doubled down i gave myself some time to just like be and like just kind of like um you know just breathe and figure things out because i think a big part of transitioning from working under a company to starting your own company is that you have to like loosen up or re-identify yourself because when yes. you work at a label right i was janae from columbia for a long time then i was janae from rca right and it was like, oh, yeah, you know, Janae, she worked at Sony, right? Like, that was a, a big part of how people knew me and perceived me and even how I perceived myself. So mm -hmm. a big part of the first process was like, okay, who am I now? Like, mm -hmm. I'm Janae Brown. This is what I've done. But this is who I'm becoming. This is who I want to be. This is what I want to do. And so I hope I'm answering the question. But this is, that is how I, uh, how I transitioned from uh, labels to starting my own agency and it's been a quite a ride uh, lots of trial and error I started my company in late 2016 I always say after like the first two years I was like figuring out me um mm -hmm. and it's been wonderful and we're growing more and more every day I'm really proud of the work that we're doing and continue to do it also gives me room to just not be a part of one industry I you know I have film and tv clients i work with candy brands i work with liquor brands i work with now i work with in politics like i'm able to like you know transcend beyond i love music always gonna be my first love i love the entertainment right. industry but i'm able to transcend industries also and show what i can do in other areas and ultimately that's what i envision um for myself and for the company and for anyone that works with us so you know it's been a good time so far, so good. Hey, you are me. I am you. Okay. Like, <laughs> that's where I'm at right now. I feel it. I love it. That's, right now, that's where I am. Mm -hmm. um, I recently set ways, set apart ways with Slip and Slide this year, um, early this year. And now it's more of like, um, I'm in the ways 
of just figuring myself out. Like I already know myself, mm-hmm. but at the same time, just more so putting myself more out there and what I do and actually pinpointing what I do because Slip and Slide is obviously um, a legendary label, but it's very small. Mm-hmm. Like we were like a team of like three, four people. Yeah, no, like the mighty. Yeah. <laughs> And it was a, it became a point in time where I was like, when I first started, I was an intern. I didn't know anything. I expected to see like multiple people walking in and out of doors, papers everywhere. Like that's how Sony was. Yeah, like I thought it was like somebody was gonna be like Diddy in the room, like no, I don't want this contract. (laughs) But when I came in, it was more boutique. It was. When I first came in, it was like only two people there, and obviously my boss was like he had his own little office in the back, mm-hmm. and I was just like okay, and it was only me and another another intern, and we were just chilling, and all of a sudden I'm just like trying to learn from like what I can see. I think I'm gonna learn from other people what they doing, and all of a sudden it was a day where my boss shouted to Ted, he really cracked the cracked the whip on us. He was like. Um, I don't see no results from any of y'all. So, um, what you doing here? Uh, the summer is almost up. So if y'all don't make any moves, y'all gotta go. And I'm like, what? Like, and that really had my mind going. And so I started like doing some of my own research, doing the work, whatever nobody else want to do in the office, I'm gonna do it and continue doing that. That turned into me being... Me, that turned into me being the the point person for everything. Any projects, mm-hmm. all the artists, Denise is a part of it. And she gonna do this, and she gonna do that. And anybody else, whoever joined the team, I'm helping them. I'm the go-to person. Then it turned into my boss actually trusting my word. But what I didn't realize was that I had all these goals, and I had all this like I guess proving not only to myself but proving to my parents who let me come all the way to Miami and proving to any naysayers that I can do this this is what I'm doing I'm good at it and when I first got tricked out on ESPN I'm like oh it's, it's lit like <laughs> this is me and I kept going until I was burning out and I didn't know I was burning out until like I want to say like last year Christmas or something like that and obviously the music industry shuts down after Thanksgiving pretty much right and <laughs> I was just like dang we winding down and the team got bigger to small again and I had a lot on my plate and I was just like crashing and I didn't know what was going on and I realized that I didn't have any self-care like I just kept mm-hmm. going because I had to Right, which was damaging not only me but anyone else, the company as well. And so, how do you transition? Transitioning from like working at a label and now you're working for yourself, you set your own schedule, you set everything on yourself. So, how do you set apart self care? Um, that's a great question because <clears throat> working at a label, I or at least when I worked at labels, um. At Columbia, I probably practice more self-care, but my role at <clears throat> RCA was just so much more hectic that a lot of times self-care went out the window 
it was either I was too tired to do it at that point <laughs> or just, you know, you leaving the office at 930. Mm -hmm. There ain't no time to really like take care of yourself. And when you do do something for yourself, it's probably like going out and like blowing off steam and partying yes. or going to more industry events with your friends, yeah. whatever. Um, so self-care was not a big thing. And I think a big part of me <clears throat> realizing that the role was not for me was me burning out and being like yo this is too much I'm too young for this this is crazy <laughs> um <laughs> but I would say like you know how I said like the first two years of the business was really like me building me and figuring myself out a lot of that went into it like it was a lot of me figuring out how to take care of myself and I think it's an uphill journey um I think every day I learned more and more how to better take care of myself, but I do prioritize self-care more than ever before. Um, some things I do is definitely like monthly massages. <clears throat> I do not miss my monthly massage. Like, do not miss it, cannot miss it. Um, that's something I started like a year and a half or maybe two years ago now um, that I promised that I would do for myself. And I've been super consistent with it, so I'm always proud. Spa memberships and stuff. <laughs> um, one thing I also do is I meditate. Um, meditation, what it does for me really is helps me to clear my mind. There's a lot going on up here. And it's like super important to, I think, kind of just be still so that you're more empowered to do the things that you're doing and to be talking to people all day like I have to do. Um, other self-care things I do is I'm definitely a big like bath and like smell goods person or even right. little things like silk pillowcases <laughs> like right. it's just little things that like make my life feel better feel nice I have a gold my friends laugh at me because I have a gold-plated toothbrush I'm like I need to add a little <laughs> bit of luxury like luxury. that's how I started my day like you know started my day with exactly the life that I want to live um journaling I'm a big gratitude person so I make like gratitude lists um and I just really practice self-awareness like I think those things are actually a lot of times more important than um actually doing the work because I feel like without doing those things you're not at your best you're not 100 percent while doing the work so I try to prioritize those things I don't work on Sundays at all don't hit me up on Sunday for nothing because <laughs> I'm not answering you until Monday. Monday. Um, so, you know, I just try little things to, you know, I'm, I work a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And more probably than I should, but I do take the time to do little things. So like I said, like massages, eating right, even drinking water, like I'm getting back into exercising, like there's mm -hmm. all those things, like you have to make sure you're good. Because if you're not good, no one else around you is good. Right. The work is not going to be the best that it can be. So, right. yeah, it's super important. And in this industry, like, if you don't take care of yourself, even if you're functional, eventually it'll start to get to you. You'll start to burn out in one area or another. So mm -hmm. you really got to just take care of yourself. I don't think enough of us do. Um, and I actually wish that, you know, we normalize that more. Oh, therapy. I'm big on that, too. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's... Listen, you got to take care of yourself the same way you would take care of, I don't know, a pet or a child or your house, exactly. whatever, like you need to take care of you. So is there anything that you would change in your past career-wise or that you would have done different? 
I don't think so, to be honest with you. I think that um, I think my path has been my path, and I think I did everything, pretty much everything that I could have done or should have done. I don't think there's anything I experienced that I didn't learn from. I learned a lot um, taking the path that I've taken. Um, and I think sometimes people say, like, oh, I wish I knew this when I started my business, or I wish I knew that, but I actually don't. Um, I think every single trial, every single error, every single, excuse me, every single mistake, every single mishap, every single disappointment, I think absolutely has made me who I am as a person and as a businesswoman. I always say, like, you think you're building the business, but the business is really building you or the brand is really building you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I have no, I really have no regrets. I guess a lot of people probably don't say that, but I really have no, like, I am totally happy with my journey. I'm happy with where I am in my journey. Like, I'm super excited for the next 15 and 20 years of my journey. Like, I'm Good. not in a rush. Like, <laughs> I, I think everything's on pace. I, some of the stuff is ahead of what I planned. So right. I'm just grateful and um, just constantly, like, you know, Practicing gratitude, thanking God for just the opportunity to even be doing what I love and on my own terms. So no, no regrets. <laughs> and any, before, I think on Twitter you had said something about like getting a little bit nervous or if you feel a little nervous before you do working with a brand or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Before you started your own agency, started getting your own clients and anything like that. How did you deal with any negative feelings, any fear, um, doubt, anything? I just did it anyway. I mean, I, I've had times where I felt like I dropped the ball on something or opportunity or turned down an opportunity because I was too afraid. I didn't think I was ready. And you get tired of that quick, right? Mm -hmm. Especially when it becomes the whole like, you know, I eat what I kill. So mm -hmm. if I don't make the dollar, it's not showing up <laughs> in my account, right? Right. So after that, it's like, listen, whatever. We're going to figure it out. There's no way I could be actually bad at this because, one, I have the experience, and, mm -hmm. two, people are reaching out to me, right? right? So obviously, I need to get my shit together and see what they see, see what God sees, see what these companies I've worked for have seen. And I just got to push past the fear. Like, you... You're never going to not stop being afraid if you're passionate, right? Mm -hmm. You're never going to stop feeling at least a little bit of nervousness or, you know, I, I read somewhere like when you feel anxious about something, think of it not as a negative thing or as, as fears being scared, but think of it more as excitement because a lot of times that's really what it is. And then, you know, things like imposter syndrome, like, listen, then get in your acting bag, okay? And, and play <laughs> role, all right? Like, fake it till you make it is a real thing. And oftentimes, we're not faking it. We are just, we're actually doing what we know how to do. And, like, you just can't sit around feeling afraid. You just can't. Like, especially, I always think about the fact that, like, there could be somebody that's not even half as talented, half as knowledgeable, yeah. half as capable as you. And they're out here racking it up, living that's life, making moves, and fucking stuff up, too, in the process. And you sitting here thinking like, oh, damn, I don't know. I don't know. Like, if you don't get to work, like, if you don't get to it, like, you know, you really got to, like, look fair in the face and be like, how you doing? And keep walking. Like, right. you have to do that. And, like, 
you know, I'm not easier said than done, but I've spent a lot of time, a lot of time pushing past fear. There's been a lot of affirmations, a lot of just conversations with people that I trust and, and love and know me well. And, you know, I don't have many confidants in this life, but the ones that I, that I do have, like, you know, leaning on them when I need to, like, you, you need to have people in your corner that are going to remind you of who you are, remind you like how capable you are. And, you know, if you don't have that, then remind yourself, because at the end of the day, what's going to happen if you give into fear and you decide not to do it? Okay. You still going to be in the same space that you were yesterday. Is you sitting there being fearful better than you trying and failing? Because honestly, that's all we're afraid of everybody's afraid of failing, right? Doing it wrong, getting it wrong, messing up, and then being embarrassed in front of other people that don't know what the hell they're doing, or, oh my God, I I'm gonna mess up my whole life with this one mistake. There's no such thing. It mm. There's no way, unless you like <laughs> murder somebody, God forbid, or <laughs> burn down a village, like there's no way that like this is because you mess up or you fail or you don't you know, do your best at an opportunity that is going to be your last opportunity. You'll probably be better at the next opportunity, but you have to get out there and be willing to fail to try. It's like riding a bike. It's like learning how to drive, which I don't know how to do yet, but you know, I've watched some, some videos. <laughs> like, it's just like, you know, anything you're learning. Like when you first got into kindergarten, like you weren't always the best at knowing your ABCs. You had to practice. Mm -hmm. And it's just like that with anything that you want to do in life. So like, Honestly, again, you start feeling fearful, look at fear, say, hey, what's up? You good? All right, cool. And keep it moving. Like, because mm -hmm. you get one life, right? And I think um, this is something that Gary Vee says, too. And I feel like people take it a little morbid. But when you think about the fact, especially now, right, we're mid-pandemic, we've lost over 200,000 people in the span yeah. of six months. When you look at life like that, and you think about the fact that, like, it's very possible that God forbid you or the person you look to your left, like in school, when they be like, look to your left, look to your right. Mm -hmm. More than likely the person to your left, your right, not going to be here in four years at graduation. It's like that, but with life, right? So mm -hmm. you need to really wake up every day and give it all you got. You either want it or you don't. And it, it's not that simple. No, it, it really is that simple. It really is. You're either going to like keep it pushing, keep trying, keep moving. You get a no, keep going till you get a yes. You either want it or you don't. But while you're sitting there trying to figure out if you want it or not, again, there are thousands of people doing it that may be less talented than you, less knowledgeable, less connected, less whatever, and taking less than half of what you have and maximizing that. And I think that mm -hmm. is what is to be more afraid of. I'm more afraid of letting fear control me than I am of, of being afraid or of feeling itself. Mm -hmm. Like to be stuck in a place, like if you've ever been in a place where you're stuck in fear, right? And you're sitting there and you're, you're just being stagnant, you're not moving, you're not doing anything. And then you get out of that space and you look back at everything you could have done or like That's the draft that you you will never go back. You will mm -hmm. never go back. You'd have to be a crazy person to go back <laughs> to that. And like, I am so far removed from that space. And I'm like, sometimes mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't believe you were sitting here doubting yourself. Like, look at you doing the damn thing. I'm like, you, you don't pat yourself in bed. Like, you really gotta, you know, you gotta encourage yourself. It's not, yeah. a, you know, and affirmations and stuff like that's a real thing. And it may feel stupid at first, but like, 
you have to talk, you have to speak positively to yourself. The most important voice in your life is yours, right? right. So it's always going to be, you know, the voice that is telling you that you can't do it or am I really ready for this? Am I really as dope as I'm like advertising to these people? Mm. That you got to like cancel that out. You got to start replacing those things with more like, you know, like, wow, I'm about to kill this. And right. wow, even if I don't kill it, cool. I'm going to learn something. <laughs> like, I'll kill the next one. Like, so whatever. Except my kids. Like, come on. <laughs> if something, this is the thing, too. If an opportunity comes across you and comes to you, you're prepared for it. Whether you know it or not, whether you feel it or not, there's no such thing as God, the universe, whatever you believe in. There's no such thing as them bringing you something that you're not prepared for or that you won't become prepared for as you do it. Like, there's always a reason. So, especially if, you're in a space where opportunities are coming to you and you have the audacity to like say no because you feel scared. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think that's, I don't think that's a good, a good way to, to do it, to accomplish. I feel things. like, I think earlier on, you had said that you had spoke to God pretty much like, is this something <laughs> I'm supposed to be doing, you know? And that's something that I constantly do. And I feel like I told um, my friend as well, shout out to Megan. Um, she's like the, she's the owner, founder of Women in Radio. Mm -hmm. But she pretty much like when we used to talk, I used to be like, every time that you're in what you're supposed to be in and you doubt yourself or whatever, God just comes in and gives an opportunity or show proof like, no, this is exactly where you're supposed to be. 100%. And I was just like, it makes sense. And every time I tell my friends that it happens for them, I'm like, I'm telling you, as soon as you doubt yourself, tomorrow, this week, so true, going to happen to you. Somebody's gonna say something, and you're gonna be like, dang. Okay. I, I swear, I, I'll be like feeling like super like tired or upset mm -hmm. that something didn't go the way it's supposed to go, or even maybe worried. Like I remember, I was um. I was worried about money and I was like so worried about it because like a couple of things fell through and I was like, damn, I was in a good groove and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I, you know, I, I just start, I go into like hustle mode and think mode. And I, I also though was like, you know what, I'm, I'm a little stressed. I need to let's take a second and sit back. Right. And, you know, like I prayed and I was just, you know, kind of chilling and I was, um, this, I was watching, I stumbled across an IG live of somebody and they were, um, they were just talking about how, you know, like exactly what we're talking about, how like every time you doubt yourself, like God will definitely come through. And it was really like, you know, touching me. And I, I even was in the comments like, yo, this is so on time for me. And like, thank you for doing this. And when I tell you literally right after that, I started getting payment notifications. I was God. like, yo, what? I was like, God, you got it. I was like, you got it. I was like, you got it. I need multiple notifications of like payments. And I was like, what in the hell? But I was like, that was definitely a, a reminded moment that like, yo, if, if it's for you, it's for you. And I don't care what it looks like. Like, mm -hmm. it'll absolutely like, again, God's not going to bring you to nothing that you're not prepared for. He's not going to put you in a place and then not provide the tools, the people, the resources around you. You just got to move forward, though. Like, you have to take the steps. You know, he can't, you can't expect him to lift you up by, you know, by your collar and drop you there. Like, you have to right. walk, at least walk <laughs> in the direction. Like, please. Sometimes that's all it takes, too. It's like, 
you know what? I don't know how I'm going to do this, but you know what? I'm going to put one foot in front of the other. And then by step three, you see exactly all you need. It's like, okay, cool. Let's go. But you got to, like you said, you got to push fast. You got to. See, that's, tell you. So, um, I, like I said before, I follow you on Twitter. And if you guys don't follow Janae on Twitter, listen. (laughs) I love Twitter. It's a mess. I love you some Twitter. It's my favorite. <laughs> Can't lie, I love you. Be dropping gems, <laughs> and it comes at the right time. And I feel like this is exactly what I—I I know I said this. I was like, this is exactly what I was thinking. This is exactly what I told my homeboy. <laughs> like, I know I'm not crazy. You just be validating me. So one of the things that you had wrote was sometimes it really isn't the people. It, it really isn't that people don't agree with you. It's just that it's coming from you. Some people really have a hard time supporting people they actually know due to ego. But once people you don't know starts championing you, it doesn't matter. And well, you know, you're not crazy. So let's speak more (laughs) on that because I feel like that is an ongoing thing. Uh, Once you start something or whatever, like once you start a, like your own agency and everything like that, you will obviously like you know picking up the ground maybe working with some people and because it's not you're not like one of those people that oh i'm gonna take a picture off rip in front of a a jet (laughs) or i'm gonna take a picture with rick ross or whatever nobody really sees that so they probably like undermine you you're not really doing nothing until one day drake is gonna post up with you or something and they're like (laughs) Oh, I followed her from 2000, so and so. That's how it goes. And it's, <laughs> it's so wild to me, but I feel like this year in 2020, things are shifting because you're really seeing people for who they are. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like, like I said earlier, like this platform, it is championing people who are actually doing the work behind the scenes, who get it out the mud. So, um, yeah, speak more on that tweet. Um, honestly, it's just honest. I speak to a lot of people, especially a lot of emerging um, creators, creatives, or just, you know, peers behind the scenes. And um, it's just a lot of that people expect that their friends, um, colleagues that they know, whoever are going to support them way more. Um, But it's usually people that you really actually don't know that well. Um, So I always tell people don't be discouraged by that. And also understand that, like, your family and friends, like, they're not your your target, right? Like, they're not your market. They're not your customer. Like, it's honestly not their job to be, you know, your biggest fan. If you do have that in your friends and family or people you know, then be absolutely grateful. But honestly, like I said, it honestly takes – it's difficult for people I've learned. I, I'm big on psychology. And it is difficult for many people to see that same person that they went to high school with, that same person that's their neighbor, that same person that's, you know, you know, little Didi or something, you know what I'm saying? Like your little cousin or whatever out here getting to it. And it's like, what? Like, and it's almost for some people, it is a little bit like, who do you think you are? Like, for some Mm -hmm. people, it's like, yeah, okay. Like, or they just don't get it. Or I don't know. Some people, they feel, um... Uh, they feel maybe jealous or like you know you're living this life and doing living life on your own terms doing what you want to do and they don't feel like they can there's so many things that go into it but you cannot let that bother you 
Um, I definitely have to get over that very quickly. Like there's people and I'm very supportive. So I'll be transparent and say like, I'm the person who's going to cheerlead everybody. That's always been me, especially if I care about you, especially if I consider you a friend, especially if, you know, I see potential in you. Even if I don't know you, I'm like, this is dope. Share. Like, I, I, I want people to I know like, about it. Um, yeah. Send it to you. I see the opportunity that matches. Yeah. I'm like yeah. going to send you. I don't care what it is. Like, that's just yeah. me, my nature. But I have to realize that everybody's not like that. Everybody's not capable of being like that. A lot of people, if it's not um, benefiting them in some way, then they don't see it. To me, that is beneficial because I believe in karma, right? And the world yeah. goes like this. Like, whatever you put out is what you're going to get back. But a lot of people don't think like that. A lot of people are very self-absorbed, self-serving, and you can't let that get to you, though. You can't let that, you can't let that make you think that what you're doing is not valuable, what you're doing is not important, what you're doing is not progressive. And that's where the other part comes in. Because when you keep doing what you're doing, with or without the support of the people you think should be supporting you, and you realize that there's a bunch of other 8 billion other human beings yes. on earth and they're rocking with what you're doing mm -hmm. what do you care if you're if you're i don't know your best friend or your, your your cousin your sister your mom whoever like what do you care if they're supporting you or not they see right. it and then when when like you said when things blow up things get big when you do something huge here they come oh my god i'm so proud of you and you'd be like mm -hmm. thanks <laughs> but, <laughs> But I mean, it is what it is. I, I think that's another one of those things that you can't get too caught up in. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that holds a lot of people back, too. And it's just like, honestly, it's it's the clash of two egos. I think that's your ego getting in the way for you feeling entitled to people's support um, and possibly their ego getting in the way of not wanting to show you love publicly. There's so many people that DM me or will text me, call me on the phone, all send me a letter in the mail to be like yo <laughs> that's so dope that's fire i'm tapped in da, 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 da. but we'll never repost it we'll never even like it comment share mm. <laughs> like they won't do none of that but on my line and i just be like thank you appreciate it like you know there's people and i mean these are people uh, small everyday people big people executives like i see you right like, I, I cannot tell you why people are like that. Because if I like something, I'm going to say it publicly. That's just I'm me. double tapping. You know, I'm double tapping. <laughs> I'm commenting. I'm posting in my story. I'm retweeting it. And I'm going to be like, yo, this is dope. Let me know what you need. But everybody's not like that. They're just not. So I say focus on go where you're celebrated. For me, once I realized that my focus was not going to be on the people that I thought was in my corner, not to say that they're not, right? Everybody has different roles they play in your life. You can't expect everybody to just play the roles that you want them to play just because that's right. what you want. Everybody's living a life of their own, like, because don't take it personally because it's not personal nine times out of 10. But once I started focusing just on the community that I was creating, when I started focusing on the, the hundreds of DMs and messages that I get from black and brown creatives, women, whoever that are like, you know, people of all races and colors too, but especially us saying like, yo, that really inspired me. Honestly, I'm gonna be real with you. It's been rough, but like your posts kind of helped me. Like I go, I go to them every day because, you know, like stuff like that to me is way bigger than like somebody that I've, I've been friends with in the industry reposting my stuff. Like I, I don't, honestly, I, I really don't even care about that stuff 
anymore at all. I always say this thing is so much bigger than me. It's bigger than marketing. It's bigger than entertainment. Like, I'm really about people. And, like, I want to leave this world better than I found it. So, for me, it's, like, to worry about who's not supporting when you got people who are supporting. Like, mm -hmm. that's what you're supposed to be focusing on. Your right. 50 friends not championing your stuff cool you got five people that's fucking with you you need to focus on those five people you need to make mm -hmm. those five people feel like they're your best friend in the world you need to be appreciative you need to be grateful because those five people are going to find five more people and five yeah. more people and five more people i always tell artists i'm like listen uh, oh i want more fans cool but what are you doing for the 20 fans that you got like how what are you doing for them the, Hold which, on, Janine. You know, yeah. you got to encourage them to, like, you know, feel good so that they can tell more people. What happens when you go to a restaurant and you have an amazing experience, right? Oh, okay, 10 seconds. I'm going to go to the next live. We're going to okay. get back to this. Okay. <laughs> uh, so let's just wait for 10 seconds because... <laughs> We need we need that that uh that versus treatment. Yes, we need that that versus. <laughs> yes. But yeah, you were definitely dropping gems just now. We were just talking about if all the people who's like coming back in. We were just talking about pretty much, you know, catering to your own fans, not fans, but supporters, and not expecting your tribe, your core tribe, to actually jump on. The bandwagon as soon as you start something you might have five people um you know just championing you and right now them five people gonna go to five other people five other people gonna go to ten other people yeah. and grow your audience so it's it's just crazy because i think you're um i actually think your tribe like you have like your your core family and friends mm -hmm. right but i think your tribe is actually not always that it's people like I consider my tribe, like like I said, like the black and brown women, creatives, creators. And I mean, it's people, like I said before, of all colors, but like, that's who my tribe is. People that are trying to become better people every day, um, who love creativity, love wellness, people who love marketing. Like, it's a bunch of people and a lot of people I may have never met in my life and may never get to meet in person unfortunately I hope I get to meet everyone but maybe not but like that's who I'm focused on as far as like when it comes to any sort of branding even my personal brand right and when it comes to my business my friends are not nine times out of ten occasionally it happens but nine times out of ten they're not my client sometimes mm -hmm. I mean it's dope when also in the same breath you'll have your friends now I have my friends reaching out to me when they do want to start something, when they do need to know something about marketing, when they do, you know what I mean? So it's not like they don't know that I'm knowledgeable, but I mean, to expect people to cheerlead you every five minutes when they got their own stuff going on, I just think mm -hmm. it's a little unrealistic um, and a little, uh, it's a waste of your time and energy and efforts. Again, you could be producing and catering to the people who are championing you. Um, you could be pouring back into them what they're so graciously giving out to you. So I, I just think that it's way more beneficial to focus on who is supporting versus like sitting there being upset about who isn't. Mm -hmm. And speaking of like a tr your tribe and 
honing into black and brown girls, marketers, all those things, like me. Uh, <laughs> there's, um, I was in a previous episode, which I just saw India, just my friend India just stepped in. But um, in previous episodes I was on, I was on with India. She is the digital producer, I believe, for Ricky Smiley show. But she spoke about, we spoke about the girl boss culture mm-hmm. and us pretty much not wanting well through our experience we realized that we are not a typical girl boss culture we do not want to take just pictures in a suit and you know <laughs> the aesthetics of pink and white and my name right. is cursive and <laughs> that is so funny we, <laughs> we realized oh that thank you girl <laughs> I mean, I'm in the comments too at the same time. Yes. But you realize. <laughs> we realize that um, we're not a typical girl boss. And then on top of that, girl boss culture is actually, we don't like it. And it's also, we're not looking for a mentor. We're more looking so for more people to be a part of our tribe, more people who are like minded, who are go getters, who just just want the same things pretty much on the same track that we can help each other grow more than looking for a mentor who already is already established already has a whole bunch of things going on and they don't have time to sit and talk to you every you know day right so what do you think about girl boss culture um to be real (laughs) i don't really think about it like there's so many things that i'm just like "Mm, okay and i just i just keep I am like tunnel vision. vision. I'm like either like it, love it, or I don't care about it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think girl boss culture, to me, I think the concept of girl boss culture is dope because we didn't always live in a time where it was um, publicly acceptable or popular for women to be bosses right Mm -hmm. to be you know whether you're a boss at a company whether you're starting your own company your own brand whatever it is that wasn't a thing and so I think it happened or it was created because of there was a need for it and we kind of had to lean on each other um I also think that one positive of girl boss culture is it does enable you to show that you can be a boss and also be a woman and fully embrace your femininity Mm -hmm. i think at its core that is what excuse me that is what it's supposed to be about yeah it's supposed to be about sisterhood it's supposed to be about all those things now i am also aware of the fact that sometimes that ain't what it ends up being about right (laughs) Uh, you know, but that happens with everything. And I don't know if it's fair for us to be so hard on this one subset because it's close in proximity to us because it happens in entrepreneur culture. It happens in whatever. And people take things and turn them into this whole egotistical thing. You know, there's the the conversation happens constantly on Twitter (laughs) about like, um, oh, these girl bosses are mean girls in real life. And I hate that, right? I think, but I see I'm very... Uh, I'm one thing that's great about me and helps me in business. I'm able to see both sides, right or wrong, right or indifferent. And on one side, I think that's terrible if people are really out here being mean and nasty to people, especially people that are actually supporting them. And like, you know, you're supposed to be showing people that they could do it. 
And like, I would think that you would want to be kind. I'm not like that at all. People honestly often are shocked that I am so incredibly nice and kind. Mm-hmm. Um, not that they think I'm mean, but they're like, yo, like, no, you're really like, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm the person. It's and not I, normal. I love people. It's but, not normalized, I don't feel like, in the industry. I feel like there's yeah, everybody's a lot kinda of like this is me and like, doing my thing, like chin in the air. Yeah. I don't know. That's not really my vibe. Um, I also think I've experienced that enough from mm-hmm. other women when I was like really young coming up. I'm still pretty young relatively in this business. I've just been in it for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even then, like you do get people, you know, and I don't want to say that it's all of us, but I, or it's our fault that women can be catty or like that. But I think it's the limited amount of space. And mm-hmm. so I think what it really is, is not really that she's like, yo, like, I don't, you know, I don't fuck with you, whatever. But I think it's the idea that there's only so many seats. So mm-hmm. I got to do what I can to maintain my seat. I'm not about to help you because I think you're going to take my spot. The uh, smart people, though, are the ones who actually connect with more. So now you're not just in your little square that you're trying to protect. Now you have space here 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 you have a tribe of women behind you if you get somebody in the door with you then you actually can stay in the room longer like people don't think like that right everybody's always just thinking about themselves and clawing you know crab in the barrel syndrome right but again i don't completely blame us because we haven't been afforded as many opportunities i think right now especially though there are so many opportunities there is so many there's you know, there's so many different ways that you can screw in a light bulb. So it's just like, <laughs> look, there's room for everyone, especially if you're confident in your niche and exactly what you bring to the table. There are, I love meeting other women who are marketers, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's great. I also think it's great because I get to see what they're good at versus what I'm good at. And I'm quick to pull somebody in if I think that they can help on a project. There's areas that I just don't even like working in. And I'm like, that ain't my, that ain't the fun part for me. So can I get cut you a check and bring in <laughs> your expertise so that we can create this big trifecta of a thing? Like, I don't know. But I, I think on the other side of the girl boss culture, though, I think sometimes what gets misconstrued is when someone maybe meets someone who's a public figure in the space and doesn't have um, the experience that they were expecting. Sometimes I think it lies in your expectations. I think a lot of times, too, people expect people to be exactly who they are online, offline. Mm-hmm. It's great when it happens. I think I'm I'm pretty much the same person. I'm probably more fun, even more fun offline because you just get to see the whole thing. It's a lot of duality here. Like, I'm a Black girl from Harlem. Like, it's a lot going on, right? We have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of people who maybe they're introverted, but the internet kind of gives them the space to be as extroverted as they possibly can. There's a lot of people like that. And yeah. so what you're taking as, oh, they're mean standoffers and stuck up could totally be them just being an introvert, just being shy, just maybe not having the best day. Like you don't always get to plan like, oh, I have a brunch today. So I need to be in a great mood when maybe five things happen with your family, with your clients, with your man, with your kids, whatever. Like you don't know. It's the same thing as like, celebrities artists i think people have the same thing with them like oh so-and-so was so rude when i seen them i'm sorry you stuck a phone you stuck a phone in their face while they were (laughs) eating lunch 
And this was their first meal in 24 yes. hours because they've been working back to back. They haven't slept. They don't even got makeup on. They they in the cut trying to eat a salad. Like Let you stuck your phone you. in their face. Like so you got to remember people true. are human. People That's are so human true. beings. They're not your idealistic, you know, mm -hmm. thing. They're not this, 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 whatever pedestal you put people on, take them back down because they put on their pants one leg at a time, just like, just you. like you. They, they have to eat just like you. You cut right. them, they're going to bleed just like you. Just because someone has been able to build a front facing life or lifestyle and they give you this picture does not mean that like, you know, they definitely owe you that. Now I'm not, I'm not advocating for anybody being mean, being nasty or anything like that. Cause I think that's messed up. And if that's mm -hmm. the case, don't be around people. Don't bring all these people for you to be nasty and not want to actually engage with people that are supporting you and usually putting money in your pocket. I don't agree with that, but yeah. on this, at this, in the same breath, I do think you do want to think about maybe somebody being a human being. And at our core, most of us are decent people, but we all have our days, right? Mm -hmm. You catch me, or I'm not a morning person. <laughs> you catch me early in the morning. I like quietness, I, like two hours. I don't know. Because <laughs> first of all, if it's before 12 p.m. and I'm outside doing something, I probably don't want to be outside. So <laughs> you catch me. I'm, I won't be mean, but I probably won't be like, oh, my God, hi, nice to meet you. I'd be like, hi, yeah, wow, thank you. And I'll probably, but see, I'm different. I'm be like, girl, I'm not a morning person, but yo, I'll hit me honest. online. Let's let's cat out. It was good seeing you, right? But you can't. I don't know. People are human beings. You got to give grace. You know. I definitely. I think it was Essence Fest last year. I went and we went to. I forgot what the place is called. If y'all know, say it. But they, it's a real famous place. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I saw Yara Shahidi and her mom and a couple of the other cast members of grown not grownish, uh what was blackish. Blackish. Mm -hmm. And they were with their manager as well. But I'm sitting here and right across from me, she's like two tables away from me. I'm like, dang, nobody around us knows it's her. Like everybody's mm -hmm. just like eating, but I see her. I didn't say anything. I didn't make a scene because she's with family. They just came up a panel. I'm like, leave artists. I'm, I'm very like, leave people alone. But yes. <laughs> leave and people alone. She, like, she looked at me and I looked at her and I just like, I just smiled and just kept talking to my friends because I know how artists are. Artists and celebrities are very different from what they are, obviously, online. But just giving them that respect and that peace. Like, can she eat and be normal? And can just be a human. Just be a human. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, just be a human being. That's what it's about across spectrums, right? Mm -hmm. Anytime you're approaching anything, art, business, regular exchanges with people, just be a human being. And I think sometimes the internet kind of dehumanizes our interactions and experiences. But you always got to reel it back in and remember that you're a human being, right? Like, I'm constantly in the spaces with, like, celebrities, public figures, whatever. Like, I'm not bothering people. That's not me. If it, if it happens organically and we right there, and I'm like, hi, how you feeling? Whatever. You know, you can sense the energy, then cool. But yes. I'm not walking across the club. Hey, excuse me. Oh my God, I love you so much. Like, I'm not, 
and because come on i just leave people i don't know that's me i'm like leave people alone because leave Cafe me alone yes, <laughs> so, so leave people alone you know like you i think you can kind of tell at the same breath most people are not mean or nasty if you're not being crazy and intrusive um but read the room as they would say <laughs> and i did like this is like midway when i was in step and slide and um i was speaking with via email to uh, a publicist and also somebody else who was helping the artists like go to different clubs mm -hmm. and email threads got mixed up I'm talking to two different publicists and all this stuff and um, my boss he entered the email but the way how he entered the email was through his phone so he messed up the thread and it got entangled and, and your wings or you're 
collaborating with other people and teaching others and it grows from there to teach them like nah like we're not all like this i think that's what it's really about for sure um and i kind of similarly like any bad experience that i've ever had with another woman in the industry i've always just made it my business or with anyone not just women um any negative experience that i've had i've made it my complete business to be the opposite i've made it my complete business to be more caring more attentive more kind more let me show you the ropes more let me you know not you know embarrass you and call you out on a mistake but let me pull you to the side and let you know that maybe there's a better way to do this or maybe why you shouldn't and it's not even always just business stuff sometimes it's just how to maneuver and move in this industry as a woman right mm -hmm. sometimes it's even little personal things like you know especially young women coming into the industry how men can be like there's all those things right and i'm like that people don't necessarily tell you that you might have to learn from trial and error if you aren't in a position where you have a lot of mentors or people who are just open and honest with you and so you know i really do make it my business to do that because half of the battle is just navigating the the culture and the ways of the industry before you get to the work right and so you know i think definitely paying it forward is just like the way to do it definitely and so the last question, um, we touched on authenticity before, but for artists and creatives that are watching or that are going to watch the post, um, what's some advice you would give them in this new climate that we're in? On authenticity marketing? Mm-hmm. Um, well, authenticity marketing is authentically connecting to your audience so for artists definitely uh be yourself right um don't be afraid to show lifestyle stuff um in this day and age the mysterious thing does not work i don't care how good the music is mm -hmm. um if you really want to build a community if you really want to like find and maintain your target audience they have to feel like they know you fans yes they want to know what you have for dinner they want to know what it's like for you to be in the studio recording. They want to see you on set shooting your music video. They want to see you playing video games, if that's your thing. Like, they want to see you taking your daughter to the park. Whatever it is, like, they want to see it. And so don't hold back in that area. And just be creative and make it interactive. You don't have to come up with this entirely different persona that has nothing to do with you and nothing to do with the people that enjoy you and your music um what you do have to do is tap into what makes them tick right like if you got a, a bunch of you know i don't know if you smoke and you got a bunch of smokers following you like if that's a part of like your realm of culture make some custom lighters send people some custom lighters out in the mail for free i don't make it interactive right like mm -hmm. people are mostly home um, and they don't have as many opportunities to interact with the art. So you have to bring it to them. Make whatever it is that you're doing a full-on experience. Full-on experience. Like, as, as close to one as you can. You doing a live YouTube show? Cool. Send them some, some stuff. Everybody who RSVP, send them something in the mail that could go along with. You know, make them feel like they had a show. Like, I... The possibilities are completely endless. Um, anything also that's user-generated, if you're going to do a custom IG filter, something that people can post, like, and share, you know what I mean, that has to do with you, like, all all these different things. Um, but I think when it comes to authenticity, like, definitely, like, 
lifestyle stuff, user-generated content, being interactive, being a person. Like, that is the main thing. Being mm -hmm. a person. Like, even if you're not an artist and you have a brand, humanizing the brand, creating a, a buyer persona. Like, what does your fan look like, feel like? What do they like to do? Where do they like to go? How do they? What type of city or suburban? Where do they live? What do they wear? What other artists do they like? What do they like to do for fun? What the hell would they be doing if outside mm -hmm. wasn't closed? Like all these different things are things you need to take into account, especially if you're an emerging artist, especially if you're doing a lot of DIY stuff. Like don't overthink it, but be like actually think within like what's going on. Like I think a lot of times it's like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And it's like the easiest stuff right there in front of you to do. Like I, there's an artist that I work with and she has a song, shout out to Tanika Rose, a song called Sofrito. Like, She's going to be sending out seasoning <laughs> to people, like That's partnering cool. with a seasoning company and sending it out just to, you know, give the song some more life. Super cute, right? And it's mm -hmm. like so many little things. Like if you're always telling people you're creative, show us. Mm -hmm. Do a front flip or something. Like get creative, <laughs> right? Like do what you know how to do. This is the time. Like the playing field has never been more even than it is. Like the only thing... The only differences between you and your biggest artists is maybe, you know, some budget and yeah. the amount of fans maybe they already have. But other than that, there really isn't much difference because there isn't much that everyone can do. So, like, use this to your advantage. Trial and error. Try things. Like, fail. It doesn't matter. You can delete and archive anything. Okay? Mm -hmm. Like, do what you know how to do. If it's music, put out. And then that's the other thing, right? Before we even get to the marketing, put out the product. Like, put yeah. out the music. What are you sitting on these songs for? What, what is the music if we can't hear it? Like, come up with a plan, put a plan together, and put the music out. Like, we want to hear it. And make then go make some more music. Are you an artist or are you, I don't know, a social media person telling us you're an artist and we never hear no music? Like, I don't know what that's about. Get creative. Right. Like, Maybe you can't. Maybe you can't shoot a full music video. Okay, cool. Maybe you have twenty of your friends send you a video of them singing your, you know, lip singing your song, and you make mm -hmm. a compilation video that you could do that on freaking iMovie, like, mm -hmm. and you post it on online, post it on YouTube, chop it up, make it IGTV, make it a reels, make it a, a YouTube Shorts, make it a TikTok. I don't. There's so many things you could do, and so many things you could do for free. I just. Get Don't to do it. too much because get to it. Say, if I see somebody <laughs> on this live chopping it up and put it on YouTube, you better tag Janae Brown. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> please, so I can boost it. I'd be so excited <laughs> to see artists being creative, like the simplest things. Like, and then they're like, oh wow, this is going crazy. I'm like, yeah, people want to see mm -hmm. you. They want to see you, they want to hear you. They, they want to, you know, people are not, most people are not following you for no reason. If you want new people to find you, you got to actually do something. They're mm -hmm. not, most people are not sifting through, looking, searching. Oh, I want to find a new artist today. Like, no, you got to mm -hmm. go to where they are. Give them a reason to come and stay. Build out the brand so that it's not just a moment, but it's a full, you know, it's longevity. Like it's a whole, it's a whole thing, a whole package, a whole experience, a whole brand story. Like, tell your story. How did you get here? I and why, why say, should you stay and pay attention? When I find a new artist, and it, it just happens to come up, it might be the algorithm, 
on my explore page or mm -hmm. YouTube and just text me there, Spotify. Right. But once I hear a song, or word of mouth mainly, but once I hear a song, I'll be like, let me listen to the rest of the day. Right. You, now you're you looking for the rest of the stuff. It, it, does it exist? Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Does it exist? And I, think, I think I'm more... I've always said this, and I've always been big on this, is the lifestyle and who you are. Because mm -hmm. I know that there are artists. Before I even got into the industry, I know that an artist is not, you know, who they, you know, some some of them. But there are, back in the days when they used to have, um, not BT Uncut, but they used to have, they show behind the scenes of music videos mm -hmm. on MTV. And I used to love watching it. I used to love watching Making a Band, those type of things, because it got it showed me behind the scenes and who they really are. And then I connected with the music. And it's just, yeah, I it love com It completes, now. it paints the whole picture. I, yeah. I tell artists all the time, like, a little bit goes a long way. Like, do you think it's boring you going live on Instagram while you in the studio? No, they like to see that. Like, they want to see it. They want to see the behind the scenes. Like, they want to know you, right? You got to talk to them. You got to show them something. Like, you can't, you have to. And again, it's back to that conversation. Do you really, really want it or you, or you don't? Do you really feel like, you know, the art that you make deserves to be in the world and that people need to see it and hear it? Or you don't. Um, but listen yeah this has been a crazy time like and i won't we can't ignore the fact that these past six months have been crazy and we could have never imagined this and there's a lot going on but in the same breath it's been six months so <laughs> you for real like it's been six months and like what you gonna do what are we all gonna it's only do gonna get yeah. crazier so you gotta do what you can do at least I mean, I'm just saying, like, at least, like, you need to do something because I don't believe that when this is not even over, but when we get to maybe a more balanced place, whenever that is, which probably in my prediction, based for everything I read, is probably not till this time next year, mm -hmm. um, unfortunately. But by the time we get there, do you think that you're going to be able to just jump out the window and, and be like, hey, y'all, I'm here? Like, I'm no, tour. People gonna be crowded up the street for the person that they've been watching for the last year kill it digitally. Like One that is what it is. That really took me by storm. Well, any uh, everybody could be the same in some type of way, critically wise. But I always think like, what's something that I can do that will be so different? I always think that way. NLE Chopper has been doing this oh, yeah. whole I like holistic. It. Yes, I love it. And his genre <laughs> so and his demographic is very much so like I'm taking pills, I'm doing this unhealthy and he's stuff. It up. He mixed it up and I loved it. I don't even care if it's fake. Whatever. I like it. It's it <laughs> like to it. me, he's more entertaining to me than um I haven't been this entertained in that respect since Khaled was like first started like watering his plants oh, every morning. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, and it's so simple. He's not doing, he's not spending no extra money to make, mm -hmm. to make immunity shots and water his damn grass <laughs> on Instagram for y'all. That is free 99. There's people that not even, honestly, I wasn't really paying him much mind until he started doing that. So now he's also tapping to an entirely different demographic of people. 
he has his core fan base that are going to rock with him regardless because they're already attached to him, attached to the music, attached to the image. Now you have this entirely group. And it's the perfect timing. We're in the middle of a pandemic where everybody really is focusing, whether a little or a lot, on being more healthy. Yes. On, on wellness. And mm -hmm. listen, I, I think it's flawless. I'm actually really excited to see how far he could take it. And I want to see him, like, loop it back in with um, all the music and His stuff. Music when it's time. Yeah, I think that's going to be fun. Fun to watch. But, you know, artists, you creative. Everybody's so creative. So it's trying to be to be creative. Show me what you can do. Like I said, I want to see a front flip. I want to see. <laughs> I want to see your breath in this time. Even in this time, it's really pressure because when you're quarantined, you can't, you know, do what really makes you money, which is touring, but and selling merch. But um, a lot of times through quarantine, I know a lot of people went through a lot of mental things, and you're forced 100%. to have to face whatever they was battling before. They can just mm -hmm. like dish it away on tour now they have to like really focus absolutely on face themselves and i mean artists who were doing touring and stuff like that like i i can't even begin to imagine what that feels like especially artists who and it's not even just about money like the money's a big part but mm -hmm. just being able to do what you love it, it is so crushing to feel like you can't um but this whole thing is like a muscle. And yeah. if you don't exercise it, you're going to be out of shape. Mm -hmm. So what can you do? Everybody's feeling it. I just, I don't know. I, and I, not to be insensitive at all, at all, because it's easier said than done. But like, okay, if you don't do it, nothing's <laughs> going to happen. I mean, it's just the reality. If you don't right. do it, nothing's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You don't do it, people are going to stop paying attention. Like, if you don't, like, I think there's a lot of opportunity here if you can push through. There's a lot of opportunity. And a little bit goes a really, really long way. I'm yeah. not saying you got to do the acrobatics every day of every week. But I think a few key things even will put you in a better position than doing nothing at all. And the infamous waiting for this to be over because we have no idea when this is going to be over. So, mm -mm. you know. They can go ahead and even tweeting and talking to their fans. It's so simple. It's so simple. Fans be so excited when they favorite artists hop on Twitter or just <laughs> even if you don't have a big fan base, being a part of conversations. Again, being a human being. People, it is a known fact that people buy and purchase from and support and consume brands that they like, right? So... Mm -hmm. A random person could be like selling, I don't know, a water bottle. Okay, some people may buy it. If they do the right ads targeting, people may buy it. If I come out and I say, hey, y'all, y'all know I've been, you know, on my little fitness wellness journey. I've been trying to drink a gallon a day. So I made my own water bottle for anybody who wants to also join the journey. They're all fuck with your name. Like, she, she, yeah, okay, girl, where's the link? Where's the link? Where is the link? We buy water, we buy water bottles. We're going to post right. water bottles when they come. Like, but you got to be a person. If I didn't talk to nobody on my social media and I'm just this mysterious, like, ooh, like, I mean, and sometimes that works, but usually once you're already to a certain and, you know, you're, 
emerging and you're coming up when you're emerging and you're coming up like you need to be talking to as many people as you can like the, those are the people that are your friend that's going to support you <laughs> right not the people you think is supposed to support you but mm -hmm. those are the people right because they remember that like oh one time you guys were laughing about uh something that y'all girl girlfriends on netflix on a timeline and they thought it was so mm -hmm. funny so oh yeah not Janae, she mad cool. Never met you a day in their life. But then right. she cool. No, nah, like, fuck <laughs> she, she gives me a good vibe, you know? Like, it's the right. same thing with artists. They're like, oh, nah, he's not, you know what? Nah, he's mad cool. And a music fire, bet. No problem. Like, it's just, it's psychology, y'all. All of this is psychology, okay? Mm -hmm. If you get good at people, you can get good at marketing. So always remember and think from the vantage point of, like, me as a consumer, what would I like? What would I bite at? Would I pay attention to this? Would I keep scrolling? Like, keep those things in mind. Mm -hmm. But yeah. yeah, we. I'm. I'm done. I'm done giving y'all free game. Free. Listen, this, this is a good doing. time. Free game on this whatever all the time, and I love yes. it. Y'all not about to be listen, but. But thank you again, Janae, for of joining course. us. And thank you for having me. This is so fun. Thank you. Thank you so okay. much. And um, yeah, I would love to have you again at some other time. Let me know. And yeah, y'all go ahead and go on Janae's Twitter because she's gonna have another marketing joke tomorrow. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> and um, and yeah. So thank y'all so much. And until then, bye. Bye. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Take care.